0: Hello and welcome to the Embodied Experience podcast. My name is Tamara Northam and I'm going to be speaking with pioneers of the present who not only have a strong message but who truly embody their message. So drop in, have a listen, open your ears and your heart and take it all in while our incredible guests and I take you through topics that will leave you crying, laughing feeling triggered, and everything in between. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to present that there are references to suicide and mental health. So if you do experience suicidal thoughts or you have any mental illnesses please I encourage you to be in contact with Beyond Blue where you can get the help and support that you need and that you deserve you can contact them on 1300 three hundred double two four six three six. I hope you get a ton of value from this podcast and know that you are Hello and welcome to the Embodied Experience podcast. I'm your host Tamara Northam and today I've got a very beautiful friend of mine joining me as a guest today, the beautiful Miss Eva Kasitsky. How are you today, my love?
1: I'm so good. How are you?
0: I am fabulous. I'm so looking forward to having this chat and delving a little bit deeper into your history and your wisdom. Um, For any of my listeners, uh, Eva and I did a Facebook Live, um, a joint Facebook Live back when Facebook had joint Facebook Lives. And just in that one, I think we were chatting for 30, 40 minutes in that one session, I learned so much about you, from you. Um, You shed so much wisdom, so I'm really looking forward to um, learning more from you today and hearing about the value that you're going to bring to all the listeners. This beautiful woman, for anyone that's listening, has had so much life experience. So tune in um, and, yeah, just get ready to to get your socks rocked off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So happy to be here.
0: Thanks, beautiful. So for any of our listeners, can you just give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are and what you do?
1: Okay, so who I am pretty much. um, I am a transformational coach. I work with several women to really uh, just bring out their voice, bring out their gifts and really allow them to step into Everything that they want to be. I guess one of my biggest, biggest, biggest things and things that I'm so passionate about is that anything that you can see, you can bring into your physical reality. Anything that you believe is possible, anything you can visualize, you can have. And so many women don't realize that. They don't realize that you can have it all. So, one of my biggest, biggest, biggest things um, and in recent years, like this obviously took me a long time to come about. I wasn't always. Um, a coach, and I was always kind of a little bit scared of that word, to be honest. Like it's something that you, um, you're like, oh, I don't I had a lot of negative experiences in the past with coaches, so I was like, oh, I don't want to use that word. But really, who I am is that person to hold you and push you as far as you can possibly be in life. But I guess one of the biggest things about doing what I do is that you can't push anyone. You can't force them. You've really just got to hold the space and um, help them unlock their truest potential. Yeah. And that's my biggest, biggest, biggest thing, really just helping people to unlock their biggest potential. Because as it is like, we've only, I, I always look at my life like this. I'm like, I've literally got like 60 summers left on the average lifespan of a woman <laughs> born in Australia. So like about <laughs> oh you've <my God. laughs> 60 summers left. So, um, that's how I live every single day and the reason that I am so passionate about living every single day to my fullest is because I had such a terrible childhood I had such a terrible upbringing um I went through a good oh I I could say a good like two, two and a half decades of hell to get to where I am two and a half decades of dealing with um just just so much crap um, I don't know how deep you want me to go or if you want me to talk about my story, but um, yeah, it was just, it wasn't like I was, do you, do you want me to talk about my story? A little
0: yeah, bit? yeah, we can, I would love, <laughs> if, if you're open to sharing, would love to delve into that a little bit more. So you're a transformational coach, you're helping women, but where did that all start? So I think like um, something that's become very true for myself, something that I've been learning through walking my own journey is that you're your mess becomes your message and your pain becomes your purpose. So the things that you struggle with the most, when you overcome it, you then become a guide and you become a beacon to help other people come through the things that you've dealt with and overcome the challenges that you've had to overcome in your life. Do you feel like you can relate to that? Does that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. On point, like to a T like it is, I think for me, one of the hardest things is that I started life in the mess. Like my life was always, you know, from a very, very, very young age, my my family were well off. Mm -hmm. So my family were very, very, very well off, but my mother raised us poor. So even though we had a lot of money as a child, we had nothing. It was like the most scarce, you know, just really, really, really terrible mindset. And we we were very isolated as kids. So we never... Even though we were living in a cul-de-sac and we got to play with all the other kids and, you know, it was an incredible experience, my parents liked to isolate us from everyone. It was very, um, what's the word, like constant conditioning and programming to your kids. They're not like us. Don't hang out with them. They don't like us. Like this really you and me mentality. and it was, it was, I didn't realize as a kid that that was obviously not normal. Cause obviously a lot of your programming happens between zero and seven years of age. So from that period, I was programmed to think that I'm different to everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I'm isolated from everyone else. I'm not, I don't fit in with everyone else. And that was such a hard thing for me because one of my biggest gifts is my voice. And I couldn't speak because I felt like no one was like us and we had to be uh, quiet and we had to be reserved and we had to be safe. And then uh, as I grew up, like my, 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 my mother, bless her, like, I guess you do the best with what you know, but she really didn't want kids. Like it was quite shown that, um, you know, like we, you know, from the age of six, we were literally cooking all of our own meals. We were walking like 40 minutes home from school. Like it was like a very, um, mum sort of had her life and we had our life and it was every single night she'd do something fun for her. And my dad was always working away because he was working in the mines or had contracts on site. And then, um, you know, the years just kind of went on. We thought this was normal. And then when I was 13, we came home one day and um, it was just before Christmas. And my, my I was on the phone, my sister comes running in and she's like, uh, you need to call nine, um, call zero 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 triple zero if you're listening to this in America. Nine <laughs> on one one. Um, <laughs> I've been on a few American podcasts lately, you know? and <laughs> they get a bit confused, and I'm like zero zero <laughs> zero.
0: But,
1: but um, yeah, look, and my my father had drowned in the pool. He had uh, he had OD'd, so he'd committed suicide, and the, we were told by the ambulance officers that he wasn't going to make it, and From there, like, for me as a child, that was sort of, I I thought that was the catalyst to all the terrible things in my life. But ironically, everything sort of happens from zero to seven. So it was the isolation and it was the feeling of uh, lack and that we didn't fit in. And then these types of things that happen in your life really just add to the pain. They add to the wound so um pretty much we went through um like for years after that i felt like i could just cry every single day Like we were so my family is very atheist so they didn't really believe in like um you know like there was an afterlife or anything like that it was just sort of um yeah he's gone you'll never see him again um which is completely different from what i believe now but um and then sort of we just kept going through life and the The home environment became worse. Like, mum was just never home. And when she was there, it was like so, so, so tense. Like, you could have cut the tension with a knife. Like, it was, um, it was like, I just, I couldn't, it was like literally like you were walking into like a prison cell or a prison camp where you couldn't make a noise. And if you made a noise, it was just like she'd blow up. Like, it was just such a terrible environment. And something in me was just trying to pull me out of there. And so I, um, I started dating someone when I was 15 and it was just the weirdest because I was, I was working so hard then. Like I was literally working at um, muffin break and hustling on the side to make money because even though we had a lot of money, mom wouldn't give us a cent, which I don't, um, like looking back, everything happened for a purpose and I'm glad that she didn't. Oh, we worked really, really, really hard. And I started being a really sneaky teenager. So I would jump out the window, <laughs> call a taxi a few houses down, and then go to my boyfriend's house at the time. And over the Christmas holiday, she called me and she was like, get out. And a normal person would just go, okay, cool. But just stay at home. Me being like that independent, stubborn person. And I think something in me knew that, um, I, I was better than this life. I couldn't possibly stay in this life, and um, and I moved out with him and his parents, and it was it was it was the hardest, hardest, hardest thing I've ever done because I had to go from this like private school where everyone had their crap together and everyone had wealthy parents and everyone was really, really, really. Um, it just structured and grounded and knew where they were going and had to go to university to one of the worst state schools in Brisbane where there were like knives kids were smoking like it was just it was a world that i hadn't been introduced to and me you know really like my identity was all around this like prissy and even though um, my mom wouldn't give me money we still had that status and my yeah. parents were all about the status and they're obsessed with money and they just had this really like um obsessive status symbol, so i'd um I'd gone from this school to this school, and you know what like it was so hard i didn 't fit in it was almost like replaying my subconscious from zero to seven like i didn 't fit in. I was isolated i didn 't get along with anyone. I had to go to school some days and not talk to anyone like it was so 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 dark i I fell into this massive massive depression i didn 't even know what depression was, like it was just like this. Couldn't get out of bed. I felt numb. Like you could have like punched me in the shoulder and I wouldn't have felt anything. It was like my whole system just shut off because so much had happened to me at such a young age. And um, I saw a psychologist, and he's like, "Well, you're always going to be depressed because that's just how you're programmed." And I was like, "Oh, great! Really, really, really." helpful.
0: Hey, thank you for the very <laughs> useful advice, Mr. Psychologist. Oh my goodness! Imagine
1: oh, it was, was terrible. oh and then getting you knew like that just adds to everything that you know about yourself but then um and then like I started to I think because no one believed in me no one gave me any like you can do this you know you can be better it was just like deal with these crappy psychologists so I started to replay what I'd seen in my life and so I ended up in hospital a few times for ODing And then at the, um, and then at the age of 18, I broke up with that boyfriend and then it was just like, it was almost like that, that change, that catalyst made it even worse. So I was, um, sleeping on my friend's couch, I was sleeping in my car and I was just like, I was, I was barely functioning. Thank goodness. The universe has always given me jobs, so I've always had like a job that I've been able to get because for some reason I could always just like whack myself into gear for some interview <laughs> and <laughs> put on this facade and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm am you know a functioning a- being," even though yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go home and like I I literally, I literally fainted at work one day because I wasn't eating. I was so skinny, my like I was so pale i wasn't i couldn't physically put food into my mouth, I was so depressed, I was sleeping like seventeen hours a day and um and then like i'd. I just I was like literally getting infections in places I didn't even know you know could exist like it was just like staph infections and things I was like what the hell's happening to my body it was like my body was literally shutting down on me yeah and I was just drinking all the time I was partying and I just I, I couldn't move like I was just it was like the worst depression you could ever imagine and um and I had so many people just be like sort you shit out sort your shit out and when you're 18 people just want to have fun they don't want to hang around like the depressed person and I had no like adult role models in my life I had no one that could sort of guide me and get me out and then one day a friend said to me who is actually now my husband he said you need to sort your shit out but it was weird because it's that there's that one moment in your life where you and that one person the way that they say it in that moment in that place in time you're like oh crap like I need to sort my shit
0: out and time yeah
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah, it just resonates with your soul. And, um, and so I did. So for the first time, I started sorting my shit out and I was like, okay, I'll go back to the gym. I started eating again. I started putting on weight. I started to look after myself. But then what happened was that my brain was like, hang on a second we are so used to you being depressed you can't you know be happy and create these new neuron pathways in your brain we're going to take you back to the to depression because your brain always likes to play it safe and keep you safe so I started taking drugs every single weekend and I was hanging out with the wrong people and it just got to a really 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 bad place where I was having hallucinations and then I hit rock bottom again and it was like, oh, my gosh, Eva, what are you doing with your life? Like, you're better than this. And the thing is that when you're in those places and those dark times, so much crap happens to you because you can't see anything positive. Like, it's literally like I just had so many incidents with housemaids and abuse from men and just really, 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 really terrible things that we wouldn't even have time to go into. Um, but it, it was just like the, the thing that I really, really learned from going through that. And then I sought myself out because I just... I, work, I actually, the reason that I, like, I hit rock bottom again, I woke up in hospital after like the fourth suicide attempt. It was like one of those like moments where I woke up and I was like, I felt like such a failure. I was like, how the hell can you fail at this? Like trying to end your life. Like I was like, this is so embarrassing. And no one came to pick me up from the hospital every time it happened, which was even worse. And, um, but I remember in that moment, like I was like at that rock, rock, rock bottom. And I was like, okay this isn't working. So I need to sort my shit out and change it. You know, it was just kind of like you, they always say like, when you want to change something, you have to be disgusted with yourself or you have to hit rock bottom. Yeah. Like you've just got to go so deep so that the pain is so painful mm. that you have to transform yeah. it.
0: There's just no other choice for you in your head. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I did. And I started um, started sorting my shit out. So getting my life together. And the problem is that when you've had a childhood like that or you've gone through you know over two decades of that your brain is like real messed up it's like a garden full of weeds and you've got to like work really 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 hard every day like I never ever ever thought it would be possible to wake up with the life I have right now I never thought it'd be possible to be happy you know 99.9% of the time because the reality is that we have control over our thoughts and the biggest thing that I learned from that childhood and through that time was that I was playing a victim You know, like terrible things that happened to me, but I couldn't get out of them. Like I felt like I was in a prison cell. I was in a prison in my own mind and I was playing the victim. And the problem when you play the victim is that you get victim results. Mm -hmm. So you have to start pulling yourself out of that and go, okay, cool. This happened to me. This happened to me. But there's a billion people, you know, there's over 7 billion people in the world that have been through 10 trillion times worse than what I've had to go through. And even though, you know, I've had, um, a life a lot harder from a lot of people that I know if um for instance a friend's mean to you that's the same thing as the crap I've gone through it's just in a different circumstance you know I um I was talking to a lady the other day and she was saying that trauma um is not the trauma that happens to you it is actually the way that you react to the trauma yeah that um it is is trauma you know it's not about oh this happened to me or this happened to you it's actually the reaction so the aftermath from it so um yeah so i think but going through that and all of that hell, like it literally felt like i was in a dark tunnel for like over two decades and even after having my first son like it even though i was getting better and getting better it kept replaying it you know over and over and over again And um, you have to be really, really, really um, constantly doing the work every single day. And people think the work in business is constantly, oh, you know, the strategies, the marketing, all that stuff, and the work's you. The work's you. If I was still that person, I'd never
0: have been so successful like I am today. But um, I think that's really the the missing key that people don't – They'd like to overlook it, but your business, your romantic relationship, how you are as a parent, all of it is an extension of who you are and a reflection of the things that you've got going on inside you. I read this really beautiful quote the other day and it, um, it was like a bit of a, like a fable. And it said, um, if you're walking along and you're holding a cup of tea and someone knocks you and you spill the tea, Um, what happened? And you say, well, they knocked me. But they knocked me, that's why the tea fell out. But that's not true. The reason why tea fell out is because tea was in the cup. And if coffee was in the cup, when someone knocked you, coffee would have fallen out of the cup. And if nothing was in the cup, you wouldn't have spilt anything. So it's not about what happens to you externally, it's about what is inside you. When, when the world comes and knocks you and shakes you, what is spilling out of you? Is it nothing? Is it tea? Is it coffee? Is it, you know, is it um, these, this negative self-talk? Is it these limiting beliefs? Or is it love? And is it um, patience with yourself and grace? And like what, everything that happens in our external environment is just a result of what we have inside of us. And I think once people can really grasp that and like this was something that I had to go through a lot to to fully own and understand as well as I'm sure you have but we we would like to think that the journey to success quote-unquote success is just about the strategy and doing the things and then we'll get there and no that's not the case because you know that's like saying um for me to get from A to B is just a matter of walking or not necessarily always the case. So yeah. Yeah. Powerful distinction there. Sorry. Continue as you were.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. I, I, so, I so believe that. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned over the years is that like, like in in the last few months, like our car was stolen. Um, We had to go through, you know, heat like a uh, robbery and people in our house and just uh, moving into our new office space. Like, everything has gone wrong with the building and but it's actually a a massive blessing because I know that they they don't those things don't affect me anymore Mm -hmm. and if this was 10 years ago it would be the most stressful time of my life and now I'm just like oh whatever yeah just a car or whatever it's just an office like the it's about you being able to control it and um and I've i learned so much, and obviously, like I've 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 got two kids and a third one on the way, and
0: yeah, I'm casually um, seven months pregnant over here, seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, See, seven? No,
1: yeah. I, think, I don't know. You kind of lose you lose count on your third. <laughs> two, two dates coming up in three months, um, but yeah, it is. It, it's one of those things where you know your your kids will be crazy in the morning, and then. You, you realize like as you have more kids or as they get older, you're like, oh, this doesn't affect me anymore because I have um, built a higher threshold to patience And you just, you all of a sudden, when bad things happen, you just realize how grateful you are because you're not the same person that you were back then. And and nothing can phase you. When you get to like this ultimate place of being, like somebody could criticize me or send me a nasty email. And, you know, like maybe maybe on that one, that off, off, off day, it might hit me, but it doesn't affect me anymore. Yeah. And I think when you can get to that place, it's such a beautiful way of being. And it's um, those, those things that happen in your life or, you know, if, uh, if like it, the other way, we had a $10,000 client that didn't go ahead. And I was like, thank you. Like I was like, this is amazing. Like it doesn't, when, when you can come from that place where you're just riding the wave and you're in flow and you're not like living for the money or you're living for the um, for the likes or the followers or all that stuff. You're literally just living for you and then to make an impact. Yeah, Everything in life changes and you get to wake up every day. And I, like even this morning on the way here, there was like, a traffic jam and you know like automatically my old program would have been like oh my gosh what are you doing like hurry up and then I was like I'm so grateful I get to work for myself I'm so grateful that there's no rules I'm so grateful I get to make the rules and it's just looking for all of those things in life that lift yeah. you up and it's like I I only ever want to live a day if I'm on top of the world yeah and for a long for a long time I kept questioning how can I have this day? How does this day happen? How can I live this day where I wake up and I feel a thousand percent and I go to bed at night and I'm like, fuck yeah, what an incredible day. This was like the best investment into my future. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah,
1: really. Like and-
0: that really high intention for the impact that you create, but low attachment to how it looks and, and um, yeah, be willing to receive things, even if it doesn't look the way that you're expecting to receive it. Um, I know that's a big one that you speak about around uh, money and business that, you know, we can have an intention, we can want something and we can work our ass off for it. But it, when you lose attachment to what the outcome is, then you're able to come from a place of service rather than just, you know, getting the, ticking the numbers over and, um, and being attached to, to the outcome and what it looks like on paper. Yep. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And it's sort of also
1: looking at, um, what if, if everything falls through, I still have my health, you know, I still have my life and does it really, really, really matter? Mm -hmm. You know, like I think, um, one of the biggest things I've had to detach myself from, and it sounds terrible, but a huge reason that my father did what he did was because he was so obsessed with status and he lost his job and his marriage was about to be over. And I know that, uh, suicide's the number one killer in Australia and especially for men and usually it comes from losing jobs like I know at least 20 men that have committed suicide from just losing their job and I think the problem with our society is we're so attached to material possessions yeah but the reality is that you have to detach from it and everything that you can see you can hold in your hand Mm -hmm. the only thing that's stopping you from having your vision in your hand is that you have so much resistance to receiving it like that's it yeah it's so simple it's so basic it's just like you you want more money get rid of all the stressful thoughts and beliefs around money and it flows to you. Yeah. If you want a better body, get rid of all the stress around food and going to the gym and then you get that better body. Like it's just, it's about getting into flow with life and just realizing that we are souls living a human experience, Yeah. you know, and, and whether you're there or not, like I'm not here to shove beliefs down your throat or anything like that. But I think when you come from that place and that was, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me, like seeing a medium um, a few years ago and he was having a full-on conversation with my dad over his shoulder. And it was just one of those weird things where, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, that's a load of crap or that's this and that's that. I'm like, just go go see a really, really, really good medium. And um, you know all that stuff's just crazy because the things that they tell you, they can't, there's, there's no Google or yeah. any of it like that. If you type my dad's name in on Google, there's like nothing that comes up. Yeah. So it's... um yeah, really, really, really powerful thing. And everyone sort of has an understanding of law of attraction or mind, body and soul. And I think that's actually been one of the biggest things that's helped propel my business beyond means because I used to kill myself every day. I used to feel scattered. I used to turn up to work and I was like, this isn't, I was like, where the hell am I going? You know, I had some sort of vision, but I wasn't in alignment with my purpose. Mm -hmm. If you're having a vision and you want your business to go, 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 but you're not doing it in alignment with your purpose, you feel lost Feel yeah. empty, yeah. feel shallow, Constantly and nothing ever
0: thing to to hopefully fulfill that feeling, that empty feeling inside you. Yeah, can definitely relate.
1: But I, just, I also think one of
0: oh, not uh, you. Sorry, you're
1: <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, I think one of the biggest things though, like speaking in alignment with your purpose and your passion. A lot of people get really stuck and stressed, and they're like, "Well, I can't find my purpose. I can't figure out my purpose." I'm like, "Your purpose is inside of you, yeah. and it's." simple as what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good yeah and that was one of the biggest things I had to really step into I was okay cool this doesn't make me feel good I don't care how much money it pays me I don't want to do it anymore because it doesn't make me feel good this on the other hand makes me feel incredible I could do this for 200 hours every single day and I wouldn't feel stressed or worked because my gifts and my talents are here and I have fun doing it and that's all your purpose is and it can change throughout your life again and again and again but don't Don't complicate things. Life's complicated enough.
0: We put so much pressure on ourselves and like, I've been in that boat and I talk to clients all the time. Like I'm really just, you know, struggling finding my purpose and I'm struggling finding that thing that I want to do in the world. It's back on that high intention, low attachment. Like if your intention is just to become the best version of yourself and serve at your highest capability, it doesn't matter what that looks like. Like that can manifest in 10 million different ways and can continue to evolve for the rest of your life. Like you could change literally how your career or your business or what you actually bring to the world. You could change that every single year for the rest of your life if you wanted, but you're still going to feel like you're on purpose if it's always coming from that, that place of service and it's always by becoming the best version of you and saying, yes to the things that make you feel amazing and saying no to the things that don't make you feel amazing. Like it's really, it's, you know, it's kind of just black and white like that. Like if it feels good, do it. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. It's when we're not in alignment with our highest values of what value do I bring to the world If we're not in alignment with the value that we bring to the world, then that is where we are left feeling unfulfilled. Like this is a conversation that I have with a lot of my clients around like figuring out where they actually, where their value is in the world and how can they, you know, create an income around that is, you know, something like, um, You know, like I'm a mother, I absolutely love my child, but I would never go and be a childcare teacher because being, you know, working with children isn't my highest value. That's not where I provide the most value to the world. Therefore, I would be left feeling unfulfilled. It would be fun and I would enjoy it, but it wouldn't be something that would absolutely set my soul on fire that I would do even if I wasn't getting paid to do it. And I think when people can understand that, like you can lose judgment over what the, the, the value that you bring the world is uh, over what you bring to the world is like, I had to go through a lot of um, losing judgment of myself when I was figuring out my value systems, because like I said, even though I absolutely love my son to death, my parenting was not one of my highest values. It's not where I bring the most value to the world. It's in areas of supporting other women. It's in areas of empowering people. It's in areas of, um, you know, helping people navigate their lives. And losing the judgment on myself of that was key to allowing me to fully step into that and embrace that. And now I'm able to make more impact than I ever could when I was holding judgment over myself and feeling unfulfilled and trying to do something that I thought society wanted me to do or that I thought was quote unquote, right for me to do. Um, Yeah, it's a bit of a tangent, but I think that, you know, people hold so much pressure on themselves to like find your purpose. It's just be the best version of yourself. Do things that set your soul on fire. Um, You know, if if whatever that looks like,
1: do that. (laughs) Oh, exactly. And so many um, people I work with are always like, Oh, I've wasted all this time doing this or I wasted time doing that. I'm like, you haven't wasted any time at all. Like every single thing. I look at life like a game of Pac-Man. You know, you are just kind of going up through and, you know, people that are earning more money than you or have more things than you or that are more successful than you, they're literally just on a high level of Pac-Man. And yeah. you're not, you're not losing anything because I guess like when I started my business, we did weddings and we did styling. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is like, we, we still have that business and it still does really, really, really well. But that enables me to create events for women because women love beautiful things and women love beautiful styling. And that actually sets us apart from our competitors because mm-hmm. we don't just do you know, boring old workshops. We make things look pretty. We make things feel fun. We create an experience. And so it's about really understanding that every single thing you've gone through, even the jobs that you didn't like, the, the, the people that annoyed you, like every single thing, maybe that boyfriend that abused you, they taught you that you don't ever have to go into another relationship like that again. You yeah. save time because you've learned so much along the way and it's never about going. Like when people are like, they're like, oh, what would you regret? And it's like nothing. You can't regret anything. Like it's not about regretting it; it's about being grateful for it. Yeah. And there's there's no age limit. Like I think the uh, orange was it Orange Theory or is, is it Orange Theory or Orange Fusion? Orange Theory, isn't
0: that? Theory. Yeah. Orange. Yeah. Theory.
1: Yep. She um like what sixty year old billionaire now?
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: whoever started that? Like it's just it's just like you know there's there's no even the guy that started Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think he was like 17. he had the worst life. Yeah. And, became a billionaire then like it's like you never I've always had this belief that if you never ever ever give up you will always get there yeah it just it just is how it is like if you constantly keep turning up every single day to get to where you want to go you will get there there's yeah. no way in hell the only reason people fail is because they give up mm-hmm. and that's all there is
0: yeah 100% um I'm just going to back it up a little bit when we were discussing earlier about uh, beliefs that people hold around, whether it be their body, whether it's how they show up in a relationship, the value that they bring in terms of, you know, getting a job or a career. And I just want to honor you for a moment because what you've actually done is, you know, between having a scarce mindset and abundance mindset, there's absolutely nothing that, separates the two except that you've just become really good at being scarce so when you're in that lack mindset and when people you know when we have these beliefs that are so strongly embedded in us about who we are as a person and like you know the things that we're going to have in this life when those beliefs are so strongly embedded the only reason for that is because we've just created so many habits around enforcing and reinforcing that belief system so undoing that belief system it's a practice it's not something that happens overnight so you have you know worked your ass off to undo two and a half decades of programming and belief systems that were embedded in you through practice and through through everything that you did in your life all the evidence in your life was proving your beliefs right So to get from there to where you are, that would have taken a tremendous amount of discipline for starters and commitment to yourself in rewriting those programs and to do that would have meant a lot of recreating habits and a lot of internal work and, you know, rewriting your internal dialogue. So I would love to know from you, what was your experience around that and can you offer any tangible tips for anyone else that's wanting to do that because from where you were to where you are now is absolutely phenomenal and I know we all still like we never arrive there's always still things to unpack and work to do but right now in this moment we're just going to honor you for the work that you have done because if you hadn't have done that work you wouldn't be impacting as many people as you are right now so thank you
1: no thank you um yeah look it is And I think we're we're all, we've all all got gifts, we've all got talents, we've all got things that um, help us. And sometimes I think, you know, why I, I have such massive, 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 massive visions in this world. And I know, I think the funny thing is when I visualize where I'm going to go, it makes me cry because I know that it's going to happen. Like it's all, it's already happened. Like there's no doubt in my mind that I can have anything or be anything or do anything I want in this life. And that's what excites me and pulls me out of bed every day. Mm -hmm. I think that belief has always been instilled in me from a really, really, really young age, yeah. and I don't really know. Um, I don't really know where it came from. I think um, I was lucky. I had really, really, really wealthy grandparents um, that I could see. You know, um, didn't kill themselves. They were just happy and really, really, really abundant. And even though my mom um, and dad had a really, 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 largely well, my mom, more so who I was around most, had a really, 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 really scarce mindset. I always knew that there was some sort of key, you know, like I was like, what's the difference between a rich person and a poor person? What's the difference between, um, these people that go through life every day, hating their life, turning up at a job that they hate. And I started becoming really, really, really obsessed with it. I was like, okay, cool. Like when I started my business, it was like, I'm going to, I was like, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to become a millionaire from this. Like it just is what it is. And I hit wall after wall, after wall, after wall, after wall. It felt like I was just constantly like that fly in a bowl, just constantly, or glass jar just keeps hitting the side. And what I realized was that I was coming from a lack mentality. I was constantly like just doing one thing. Like I'll do a launch and go, why didn't this work? why didn't this work? Like I was really, 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 really negative because that's what had been programmed into me. And then I realized that this one launch wasn't a failure. This was just the first step to doing it again and getting it better and then doing it again and getting it better. And, you know, you look at people like Thomas Edison that had to fail a thousand times before the a thousandth, the first, when the light bulb came about. And it's like, For some reason in our society, and now more than ever before, our society is conditioned. The school system conditions you to just be a certain way. They want you to fit into a mold. They don't teach you anything about mindset, about beliefs. And the more and more I became obsessed with this, I started realizing that every single thought that you have manifests into your reality. Mm -hmm. It just is how it is. And the second that I realized that, I was like, crap, I need to start becoming obsessed with this. And so I did. I literally where we're in a place right now we're in a world right now where the best 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 thing is that there's so much available there's so much knowledge there's youtube videos where we get to listen to billionaires of the world like there's all of these podcasts available there's all these people that haven't started the business that get to listen to this podcast today for free like you don't have to pay for any of it and you can literally surround yourself with it so I started surrounding myself with it like every single second. Like, I barely listen to music, um, you know, unless I'm working throughout the day. But when I have those times, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening to audiobooks. Like, I could, like, <laughs> this is a bad analogy, but I could, like, snort knowledge like cocaine. Like, it's just it's, it's an addiction that I have. Like, it's a massive addiction I have. And, if, a, if I have a split second where I feel low or I feel down, I'd literally just go and like listen to Oprah or listen to Tony Robbins or listen to one of those people that spikes you back up again because I know that every time you feel bad for that split second, you feel bad, you're attracting that. You're putting out that vibration to the universe. And so your only goal in life is to learn how to be happy in every single moment, is learn how to feel that next best version of yourself in every single moment and my subconscious knew that and i had to start programming i had to start doing all the work and i had to start investing in a lot of like training courses and healers and all these people i was like i am hungry i'm hungrier than anyone i know like i know that my biggest 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 dreams are going to happen but i think the biggest thing that really 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 stops um like the number, number one number one number thing that stops someone from being a failure and being successful is their mindset you know, I'll hang around people and I'll go, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this five million dollar home. And then the first thing that comes out of their mind is, Oh, well that's easy for you to say. And it's like, Well, it's easy for you too. Why are you even saying that? Yeah. And it's because we are constantly conditioned by people in our life, you know, in the school systems, teachers that are being paid bottom dollar educating our kids and uh, I completely disagree with that I think they should be getting paid a lot more so they take it more seriously and they're you know telling kids they can be whatever they want to be and Mm -hmm. really 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 focus on their dreams and their goals instead of going no do your homework do this one plus one equals two like they just don't let them think outside the box Mm -hmm. and our society is terrible it's like tall poppy syndrome it's like uh money doesn't grow on trees money's hard to come by this is hard and you notice that People like we are, as a society, we have the worst case of negative societal conditioning ever. We have everything in this first world country. We are so fucking blessed compared to other countries in the world. And yet you see people walking around like, oh, traffic's bad. Life sucks. This is oh, the worst day funny. ever. Oh, oh, I'm not getting paid. Like, it's just like, fuck. You just want to shake them and go, did you have warm water this morning? Yes. Yes. are literally doing well they're like it doesn't matter if the glass glass is half full or half empty there's two million people that die from dehydration every fucking year get over it like it it really pisses me off like it's just one of those things like i wish i could shake people and i can't i guess one of the hardest things about what we do is that we have to be a light you have to hold someone you have to give them space and you have to just be the light you can't push someone where they're not willing to go
0: yeah you, you can hold the space and, and that's,
1: yeah and that's one of the hardest things because i've just wanted to you know shake people and go you can have it all stop looking at me like oh well it's so easy for you no there's no there's no difference between you i gary v oprah like we're all the same um compared to like number one homeless person, you know, like there's, we're all equal. We're mm-hmm. all one. Like one of the laws of the universe is oneness and we are all the same person. And we've just stopped putting people on pedestals. Yeah. Go, well, if they've got it. I can have it too. Every mm-hmm. time I see someone successful, I'm like, thank you so much for showing me the way.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't
1: have to do it on my own. Thank you so much for being the light so that I can see what's possible for my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. And, yeah. mm,
1: and we just, unfortunately we're just, And, and this is where the most important thing is like, you are a product of the top five people you hang out with literally like you're, you're getting shitty results. (laughs) Yeah. The number one thing I say to people, if you're getting shitty results is look at the people that you hang out with. That's Mm -hmm. it. You're literally only ever going to, um, beat their expectations and whatever your highest expectation of yourself is. That's all you'll ever reach. So people, um, I I was actually working with this really awesome NLP coach and I was like, I'm going to impact millions of people in this world he's like ever there's billions and I was like oh I never thought about it that way I'm like I'm going to impact billions <laughs> but it was it was a, it was a great wake-up call because he's like why are you capping yourself because you'll only you will never ever ever exceed what your highest expectation of yourself is yeah ever so it's it's about really like aim for the moon and even if you don't make it you'll still be amongst the stars and that's like what I've always held close to me yeah. like I don't give a shit if people laugh at my dreams I'm like I'm going to write them out every single day. I'm going to feel into them. And I know that they're they're already manifesting. I don't know when they're going to happen, but they're already coming to me. And it's just about being happy and being excited and learning how to live your life every day so that you really, really enjoy it.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that. And I know you're such a stand for that as well. Like you you embody that in your life as well. Now having your third child, like not only business badass, but um, also an incredible mother as well. So doing it all girlfriend doing it all Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as right back at you though right back at you you're doing it all as well yeah.
0: thanks girl. <laughs> we all get the credit to ourselves because we've all got things that's a thing like again like even for anyone listening you know ever and i honoring each other here but that doesn't mean that you need to even put either of us on pedestals because everyone's got their own shit going on in their lives. Everyone's got their own challenges that hold them back. Like I look at my story and I think, wow, like you've come so far. And then I like see something on the news about like someone that's got no arms and no legs that climbs Mount Everest. And I'm like, fuck, okay, sit the back, sit the fuck back down. But you know, <laughs> we've, we've all got those things that we get to celebrate that you know, we've overcome these challenges. We've pushed through when we really didn't want to. We've got our ass up out of bed when we've wanted to just sleep for 17 hours. We have, you know, had a shower when we haven't wanted to shower for three days. Like we've all been there. We've all been there. And we get to all take a moment to celebrate that we have chosen ourselves in those moments rather than choosing the stories.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah yeah exactly
0: and it is it's
1: just it's constantly turning off that's all it is I look at life like every day it's almost like you're in training for your biggest and your most greatest moment of your life and I think one of the most powerful things is that you need to do something that scares you every day or something that challenges you because if you're not doing that every day you're not growing and if you're not growing you're dying so it's really 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 important to constantly step out of your comfort zone if you want to do a live do it you know, whatever is on the other side of fear for you is your greatness, is your success, is everything that you can possibly dream of. But you're standing there scared for what reason, mm. you know, because your mind's trying to keep you safe when, yeah. but it doesn't even matter. Like I was, I was listening to Will Smith talk about like when he was jumping out of an airplane and he yeah. was like, my mates are really drunk and we're, we're going to go skydiving the next day. And for 16 hours, he couldn't sleep. Yeah. Like he was like freaking out, rolling, tossing, turning. And then he got there the next day and the guy pushed him out of the airplane and he's like, it was a split second of fear. And then it was the best feeling in the world.
0: Bliss. Yeah. Yes. I have watched this in that video. It's just like complete, like letting go of control and just surrendering to whatever the fuck's going to happen, it's going to happen and I can't control it right now. So I'm just going to be in the moment and enjoy what is happening right now.
1: Oh, exactly and then he was like why why do we get scared why do we lose sleep for 16 hours why do we feel like we can't breathe mm. you know it's like it's like just let go of it
0: mm. or
1: if something scares you commit to it a thousand percent and just let let go of it like if I'm speaking like oh I always I'll always I won't worry about it but then when I jump on stage like it's like a split second right before I jump on and then the nerves kick in and I'm like oh crap <laughs> <laughs> But you just jump in, you do it anyway. And then when you do it again and you do it again, you do it again, you don't care. Like the first live for everyone was terrifying.
0: Oh, I remember sitting there for literally probably like 10 minutes wanting to press the live button and just thinking, just do it. Stop being a little bitch. But now it's like (laughs) nature, like it doesn't mean that, you know, the feeling isn't still present. Sometimes I still go to press live and I get a little bit nervous, but it's you're able to just jump in and becomes a more automatic process.
1: Oh, exactly. And it is, I think like and what I was talking about earlier, like with my mind going back to the depression, depressive state, your mind always wants to play it safe. So if you want to up level and you want to grow, you have to trick your mind so that the next level is safe. Yeah. And you have to coach your mind through that process and you have to go, this is okay. We are doing this now. This is exciting. This is going to make my different uh, my business grow. This is the new me. And really step into that. But slowly coach your mind so it's not just like jump into the deep end because your mind is going to be like that little kid that's like clinging to the side of the pool, screaming, not wanting to jump into the pool. But you have to go, it's okay. Like slowly just speak to your mind like that. Go, it's okay. This is going to be great. This is going to be great for me, great for my life. And then this is about the up-leveling version and you get to really, really, really step in and enjoy it and let it yeah. unfold.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. I think that's a very powerful way that we can wrap this podcast up. One question before we go, I would love to know from you, what would be your biggest tangible tip for someone who's wanting to overcome their own limiting beliefs and conditioning that they've got? Like what's one thing that they could go and do today?
1: Hmm. Okay. So the, the most powerful, powerful, powerful thing that you can do that will literally transform your life is that it's like the, it's like this vision beyond a vision. So the problem is that, um, a lot of us say you're, say you're making 40 grand a year and you're looking forward and you're like, Oh, I want to make six figures this year, but you're working towards the six figures and you're focusing on the six figures. But the problem is that you're focusing on the six figures. You are coming from a place of lack. So you have to start feeling like you already are making the six figures. You have to start doing everything like a six figures. set an alarm on your phone every hour saying like just whatever that amount is and like close your eyes and feel it or whatever that thing is. Maybe it's a new office. Maybe it's a partner, like whatever you want to bring in. But when it comes to money, which most of you are probably interested in because it's business and your business needs to be fed. Um, you need to come from that place of feeling that $100,000, but then calling in the next amount. So calling in the million or calling in whatever the next step is because you're already making that amount, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's not about sitting there going, oh, I'm just trying to pull in that. Like you've already made it and you've got to be that version. And this is where most people get stuck with manifesting because they, um, they're they trying to call in something that they don't have and they're coming from a place of luck. Yeah. So it's embodying what you want straight away feeling like you've got that literally like playing a game with yourself, that that's already come to life Mm. and call in the next step of that process. It's like the vision beyond the vision, but it works wonders. And the second that all of your resistance subsides to it and you're living like that person and you, you're buying things like that person, you're in that space, you're making decisions like that person. um, it, It works really, really, really quickly and you get to speed up the process and you get to quantum leap and you get to have all these exciting things. So That would be my number, number, number one tip. People just uh, becoming what they want to attract right now instead of reaching out for it.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Solid advice. And if people want to find you, where are you hiding? I'll pop your social handles below. Where else may they go to find you?
1: amazing so um if you are a woman in business uh on instagram ladiesup.co uh is the best place on instagram we also have a facebook community ladies up in business um and if you do like pretty events and things like that uh at forever events forever underscore events on instagram um and yeah that's Pretty much it. You can definitely add me on um, Facebook. I think I'm almost at the friend's reach, though. <laughs> um, but definitely come follow me on Instagram. Send me a DM um, if this has helped you. And um, yeah, super, super excited to um, connect to your audience and all of your listeners. And um,
0: yeah, yeah. definitely resonate with what we've spoken about. And thank you for bringing your um, vulnerability and authenticity and talking about all the things that. Um, that you've had to work through really appreciate it
1: you're so 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 welcome thanks so much Tamara, and thank you so much for you to um all the work that you put out into the world and turning up every single day with so much energy and passion and i know some days are hard but you still keep turning up so thank you so much for doing that
0: thank you beautiful i received that <laughs>